Welcome to the Western Michigan Football Podcast. I'm Battle Creek Inquirer sports reporter Nick Buckley. Here you can listen to highlights from Western Michigan's weekly press luncheon ahead of their Week 2 matchup at Michigan State. The Broncos are coming off a 49-31 season opening loss at number 4 ranked USC, while Michigan State opened the season with a 35-10 victory over Bowling Green. First up is Western Michigan head coach Tim Lester. You know, my biggest thing is just getting our guys to refocus. You know, big, that's the biggest thing is, uh, you know, everyone talks about how, how much you can learn from week one to week two and how much better you get. You know, my job is just to remind them that, you know, Michigan State's going to get better too, you know. And, uh, and really just pointing out all the things. This is our first time watching our offense and defense in a real game against another team. And um, so there's so much to learn from, from each guy, to the way they fit every block, the way, hey, we should have checked this, we need to get this done. So, um so there's gonna there's a just a ton you can there's a ton we can learn and and we're you know it's I think we're very fortunate to be to be in this situation to to be focusing on us getting better at doing what we do and not getting too dialed into uh, you know what Michigan State's gonna do and we know they're a great team we played them a couple of years ago uh, it'll be a rowdy environment you know it's a phenomenal place to play um, and and the place we came from was the same you know so. Uh, so it, there are some, a lot of similarities that we can draw, and our focus will be the same, which is, which is on us. So uh, obviously your focus is on you, but let's look at Michigan State. What was kind of your big takeaway from their game? I thought they looked good. I mean, I, minus two fumbles, they, they handled the, the game the entire time. You know, I thought, uh, I thought they were physical, which Michigan State always is. Um, but I know they have some younger guys out there. I was, I was looking to see if they, could keep, if they were going to still be that physical force up front on both sides and they were um and and I, I really thought the receivers i know they're younger receivers i thought they were pretty good quarterback moved his feet which is something you haven't seen out of michigan state quarterback in a while which i think brings a new dynamic to them um but i thought they 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 handled the entire game minus those two mistakes which they did to themselves you know um i thought they it's kind of what i expected them i thought they're gonna be tough physical group and uh, and handle and handle I mean I think they had 39 minutes of time of possession you know their quarterback rating quarterback had a 93 rating which is as good as you can get you know 25 first downs to nine um, so they I thought they dominated the whole game the only reason the score got stayed close for a little bit because of two mistakes they made but as far as the play that was happening uh, I thought they they did exactly they're, they're a phenomenal team which is what I was expecting in their backfield, it's kind of similar to you guys where it can be. They got a bunch of them. <laughs> they got a bunch of them, yeah. They, and, and, and the guys are opening hole. I mean, the guys up front did a good job. Um, you know, I, I, they're, they're going to be a, a, just like all the rest of Michigan State teams for the past 10 years. They're going to be physical, and they're going to come at us. And, and they're going to be physical on defense. They're going to be up in our face. They're not going to play off and let us have any, any uh, space in our offense. So, um, so it's going to be a challenge. Talk a little bit about Jake Olson and how that came to be. Uh, it was, and you know, the we've been getting so people have been saying such great things, and I, it, it was Jake's moment, and it was awesome to be a part of. It. And I, I actually sent a, an email to Coach Helton yesterday, just saying that the coolest part for us being a part of it was watching the sideline. I don't know if the crowd kind of understood it; my guys didn't understand it. Um, till 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 you saw the, the the reaction of their team and how much it meant to all of them, it was a really neat moment. Uh, he called me on Thursday. Uh, talked to me about the, you know, asked me if I'd be willing, um, and I said yes. I said, hey, this is bigger than the game, you know, and if we can be a part of it, I'd love to. And um, so we talked before the game, talked through all the ins and outs. It's a tough conversation to have is what's out of hand, 
you know what I mean? Like, what, when, you know, how are we going to do this? And uh, he told me, you know, when we scored our first touchdown, they weren't going to rush, uh, which they didn't. And um, and then, you know, was that was it going to happen? I didn't know it could happen in the second quarter, third quarter. I was just looking over at him because I knew he was going to call timeout, you know. I didn't tell my players at all about it. Um, we talked about it well, after the game. I did not want them with a new coach to ever think that I was planning something uh, that was if the game got out of hand. So, which made me nervous because when, when he called timeout, I had to bring him over and clue them in on what's going on. You know, and that's why, um, you know, I told them what was going on and what it meant to us and what it stood for and where I wanted them to stand. And and uh, and they just they said yes, sir, and went out there. And I was proud afterwards. You, you once you start feeling the energy of how special of a moment it was. A lot of our guys went over and, and congratulated him, and he put the snap right on the money. It was a heck of a snap, you know what I mean? So uh, it was it was a special moment to be a part of, you know, and uh, his moment. So it was it was it was fun. Did you get a chance to meet him? I didn't. After the game, I was trying to find him. I found Coach. I met Lynn Swan, which was pretty cool, and uh, I, I got to uh, Sam Darnell, and I couldn't find him. I was trying to find him. Never. That's the one thing I, I missed. And it, was there anything specific that you were trying to teach your players uh, by agreeing to uh, that arrangement with Coach Hall? Uh Yeah, it's just what you stand for, you know, and, and I think that, you know, our culture teaches us that it's not just, it's about what happens on the field and what happens in the community and what happens in the classroom and what kind of people were, you know, I, I try to tell our guys all the time, I said, my job, and I tell them in recruiting, my job is to build a team of great men, you know, and you don't get opportunities to, to, to show them what's, uh, you know, it's, it's, I always tell them if, if you ever have a question uh, on a decision of whether it's right or wrong, it's probably wrong. You know, this is an easy one to, uh, to do the right thing, you know. And uh, and I don't know if all if other coaches, that because he, he said he's going to call other coaches, and they, and this might happen again. It would be great. It would be great if it did. It might not. You know, before the game, he he made it sound like he hasn't gotten a lot of favorable answers, you know, uh, which is disappointing, you know. Um, because it was a, it was a special moment, you know. Because we're we're playing a game, no doubt about it. But it's also, uh, you know, we're, it's also about growing growing young men, you know. And I think uh, it showed a lot. Hopefully, our players learned a lot from it, you know. Yeah. Uh, what was your players' response to that gesture? I don't. They didn't even know. I had to explain it to okay. them. They probably heard from reading what you guys wrote, you know. I mean, we had a meeting about it with the coaching staff, saying, "Hey, is this something we should tell them?" I kind of want to tell them, but I I I'm a, it's the first my first game. I don't want them to ever think. Because I expect to be in the game, you know. I expect to do what we did, you know. I didn't expect it to happen, but if if it was going to happen, I wasn't going to let the fact that it got out of hand stop, you know, my frustration stop us from doing something really special. You know what I mean? And um, so I, afterwards, you know, they they all had positive reaction, and we've talked about just just how we it was the it was the right thing to do, and it was fun being a part of his moment, you know. And uh, we we were a part of it, which is cool. And here is Western Michigan redshirt sophomore safety, Justin Tranquil. You don't want to hang on a past game and carry that mindset through an entire season. Um, and a lot of guys, as a lot of teams do, you focus on one game at a time. Um, you prepare, you watch film, um, and you work on the things that you can control. Um, and that's one thing that we've, we've noted, though, is, hey, guys, like, we're, we're a pretty good team this year. You know, we were able to hang with the number four team in the country. Um, obviously, that's in the past now, but I think that was one thing uh, to start off the season that was kind of a confidence booster in a sense for a lot of the guys that may have had doubts or were unsure to come, at, come off a game like that and be like, all right, hey, we can play with these guys. What do you 
you see when you look at Michigan State on film? What's the biggest thing that you take away from their offense? Uh, they're a similar team to us, I think. Uh, they have a solid running game. They like to you know, run the ball down your throat, control the clock. Uh, they have a new quarterback this year who is talented uh, on his feet. He's able to keep plays alive. Um, and they like to take shots. And I think we have a solid secondary. We had good guys out on the perimeter to uh, guard their receivers. Um, and then we have a solid defensive line and linebackers. I think are going to be able to get home um, and kind of keep our DBs from having to guard for extended periods of time. Um, but as a whole, you know, they're a talented team, uh, someone that I think our coaches put together a good game plan. Um, and at the end of the day, it's on the players to go out there and execute. Story behind the mustache. It's pretty epic. Yeah, they like it, right? <laughs> um, so normally, what I do every camp is I do a camp stash, which is just pretty much just let the stash rage for all of camp. Pretty self-explanatory. Uh, but we ended up doing like all of our media stuff during camp, and I wasn't going to shave it for that. But now I'm kind of stuck with it because it's going to be on the scoreboard all season. So I just kind of hit a point where I was like, all right, I'd feel like a phony if I shaved it now. So, if you're like Samson, you can lose all your power. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Must, there's something about the mustache, man. All great men had mustaches. Right. I, have, I can't even speak on behalf of him because I, I haven't experienced anything like he has, but I have all the respect in the world for uh, Jake and his story and uh, being a part of something like that. I think it's special. It's touching to everyone that saw it. Um, seeing someone who, you know, dealing with the, adverse, the adversity of, like, having vision for the first 12 years of your life and then losing that. None of us know what that's like. No one could. You can't even begin to comprehend that. Um, and the fact that he was resilient enough to be able to not only overcome that but proceed to go on and participate and play in a Division One football game, um, it's moving, it's inspiring. And, again, it was awesome to be a part of it, and I have all the respect in the world for him, for Coach Lester, for um, allowing that to happen, um, and just being able to experience that with you know our team and theirs.